I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. the one well-animated shot of Santa amongst a sea of unmoving grey eyes. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we're going to be finding the one good thing about the Christmas tree, Flammarion Ferreira's 1991 animated short about a bunch of orphans and their uh, special relationship with a magical tree and their awful oppressive orphanage owner. Our story takes place in an orphanage with some children and a pine tree. The orphaned children lived under the control of the evil rules of a lady named Mrs. Mavilda. So, um, not, no, there are no critical reviews for the Christmas tree. No one's ever tried to do it professionally. But it has a 1.3 on IMDb, um, and it's generally regarded as one of the worst Christmas specials ever made. So... Paul, you festive fiend. Hello there. Hello. What is One Good Thing About the Christmas Tree, 1991, by Flammarion Ferreira? <laughs> the Christmas cheer? Ho ho ho! Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> I, I'm Gotham's Reckoning. <laughs> oh my god, the mayor is vaguely Bane-esque. You merely adopted the darkness. <laughs> And now I'm going to give you money to I look would... after them. <laughs> look after the darkness, Mrs. Mavilda. And for Christmas, that comes later. <laughs> so, that was, a, that was a lie because there was no Christmas cheer um, in this film. There's very little Christmas cheer. I, I suspect maybe the Christmas elements were added later. <laughs> it was filmed entirely straight. It was retconned. It was retconned and clumsily <laughs> To have Christmas it. in it. <laughs> yeah, um... Some something actually positive. Yeah, I really, I quite liked the the voice actors for the children. I know they were the the diverse quite irritating. Yeah, they were not only the the the, the diverseness of it, but um, they seemed to go for actual children, ones who couldn't form words properly at this stage, <laughs> um, ones With who stupid fucking child mouths. Yeah, ones whose mouths, whose lips and tongues hadn't quite formed uh, to. Well, to properly do language, <laughs> so so it made it made for quite a realistic, realistic experience, um, and it was a lot more it was a lot more bearable than your typical precocious Jaden Smith type child type. Yeah, I fucker. will say some of the kids were very obviously people in their twenties, but even yeah. they were playing the kids fairly tolerably. <clears throat> they weren't using language above their age, but that might be because no one was. No, that's true. Nobody had any, um, nobody was precocious. Nobody had any real, uh, verve or vim or gen- generally just, it was a lot easier to listen, listen to than your typical Hollywood five-year-old who has the personality of a, um, Shirley Temple. Yeah. The, yeah. Of a, of a real wit, <laughs> but 
nobody in this film really had much of a personality or any sort of any thrust. Oh, you. We come from the mayor's. I know, I know. The mayor just called. I'd better go now. Take good care of yourself and the children, Judy. I will be back before Christmas. Don't worry, Ray. We're going to do just fine. I'm I'm mystified a little mm-hmm. as to the production process of this film. I'd be very interested to see Mr. Flammarion uh, Ferreira 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 um, explain himself. Yeah. I would enjoy that because it feels like a film that was very hastily edited. (laughs) Um, It was cut like a fucking Aronofsky piece. (laughs) (laughs) Like a heroin overdose moment. (laughs) Yes, um, with scenes transitioning in and out of each other, interrupting each other, and then cutting back to the exact moment we left them, that usually just doesn't... It can work. If it's like a a moment that's building tension, you know, you cut back from, and that's when they told me the truth. And then you cut to something else happening, and you cut back, what truth? Like, nothing's happened during that transition scene. Um, And it gives us the impression that everything that's happening is important, and we can't afford to miss it just because other stuff is going on as well. Here, it's a conversation about kids discussing Santa and learning who Santa yeah. is, combined with uh, Mrs. Mavelda, the owner of the orphanarium. Orphanarium? Sure. Um, <laughs> orphanage would probably be the more conventional. The, or- the orphanarium, as it's known <laughs> orphanarium. In, in, in America, yeah. It's where they, um, you can go and sit in a chair and see orphans twirling above your head. Um, Miss Ma- Mrs. Mavelda. Mrs.? Ms. Mavelda. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to uh, <laughs> make presumptions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's 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 cut in with um, just explaining Miss Mavelda and the and the orphanage. Uh, the the film starts with a husband and wife and their two children mm. coming to an orphanage uh, run by one Mrs. Mavelda or Miss Mavelda. Um, she's looking after about six children. She doesn't she doesn't buy them clothes or food. She regularly gambles away the money that's donated to the orphanage yeah. um, by the mayor. And every single time she does it, she... Uh, what is it that she says? Uh, there goes the children's money again. Yeah, there goes the children's money again. Here goes the children's money again. Um, the, the the narrator specifies she says this every time and after true every hand is played. And true to form, every time we see her play a yeah. hand, yeah. she does indeed say that so, every time. Yeah. Um, and characters are getting cut off by their edits. There is a scene where um, the, uh, the other the people she gambles with are described as Mrs. Mavelda's nasty friends. Yeah. I think that's the only credit they get. But the woman of the nasty friends, the nasty woman, has the line, All right, Mrs. Mavelda, now you're cooking with gas. And she gets cut <laughs> off at the point yeah. she says gas because we're cutting back to the kids. Meanwhile, the kids are hilarious because it will be something like, Mrs. Kindle, what's a what's a Santa Claus? And then cut to the gambling thing, and then cut back. Oh well, Santa Claus is, and it's like yeah, cutting between the question and the answer, and just coming back to the exact point we left is really you want an impression that time has moved on. Yeah, like you cut back and she's finished explaining what Santa is. Yeah, um, the only the only. <laughs> Individually, they're, they're semi-important scenes. You've got one with the mother and, and the children set, you know, talking about Christmas and, and, and getting a bit of Christmas love going. And then uh, on, on the other hand, you've got uh, Miss Mavelda, who's gambling away the money. Here goes the children's money again! 
and her gambling away the money impacts later on the Christmas on the level, you know, the, the quality of Christmas that, that they're yeah. going to have and the plot in general, yeah, the, the the plot in general, but the way they are intertwined, the way they're cut into mm. one another would suggest that they have direct bearing on one another, but yeah. they don't. <laughs> Ultimately, they don't. Yeah. Um, other great things about that scene include um, uh, include the fact that there's a um, a day to night transition in the scene, in spite of the fact that it's very clear that one of the scenes isn't taking place entirely at night. Mrs. Mavelda is pl- is gambling at night, um, and it looks like because there are no windows in the shot, but it. It's being intercut, so we can assume that Mrs. Kindle, explaining the Santa Claus and the Christmas tree, is also happening at night. But then there's a scene where the kids are all saying what they want for Christmas, um, and they're quite monotonely saying it one at a time. I want a sled. I want it, my doll. And then Mrs. Mafelda says, hold on, kids. Don't all talk at once. Which they, they weren't yeah. at all. Let me, let's, how's Santa supposed to know what to bring if you're all gonna talk at once? And it was really quite aggressive. Huh? Sort of, just simmer down, okay? <laughs> Santa's gonna get confused and no one's gonna get anything. And the kids just stand there blinking. Um, then it cuts to outside of the house and we see day turn into night <laughs> and it cuts back in and they finish writing their list and then we get another cut to the gambling. Mm. Although that, I mean, judging from how the rest of the film's been shot, that could have been a scene in Tokyo, halfway around the world, <laughs> where it was day. Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, it was it was cut. The the the, the cutting throughout the film was 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 mesmerizing. It was, yeah. I said to you earlier, it was like a dream sequence. Yeah, I couldn't decide. It's um, it's usually done that the uh, voice actors are recorded first and then the animation is recorded it's actually quite difficult to record the animation and then have actors sync to it that's Mm. quite tricky i don't know what way around this went maybe they did the animation first because there are moments such as when um miss mavelda is welcoming um mrs kindle to the house and um i forget the exact line of dialogue but it's something to the extent of um and you'll only be able to see your children for half an hour every day another thing like, she immediately follows yeah. her line with another thing. Come, children. Follow me. Another thing. You have to get up at 7, prepare breakfast, feed the children at 8, then clean and wash. Don't forget dinner at 6. It has the feeling that the audio has been very awkwardly cut. Maybe for length. Maybe there was a time expectation on this thing. and they had 42 to cut. minutes. 42 minutes, exactly. And they had to cut lots of moments of silence. Yeah, and at, at the same time, whilst these lines are delivered, the characters are, are sort of cocking back their heads and opening and closing their mouths like goldfish. I, I think you're asking whether the sound was done before the, the animation. Yeah. I feel like they were both done at exactly the same time, but in different <laughs> in different rooms, in different cities. It was animated live. By two different teams <laughs> who never spoke to one another. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was mes- mesmerizing. It was. Um, um and it all just added to the well quite distinctly unsettling feeling that i got from watching people's faces move whilst they talked yes because they would shift one second from uh from you know the the joyous face faces of children to to ones haggard by uh an infinity of of sorrow yes when the children needed to look sad suddenly Mm. they would their faces would age about Mm. 50 years but even mid Mid conversation, when they were talking about something nice, yeah, um, all it would take, and this is the adults mm. in the in the film as well, would just would just be a shift of the eyebrows, 
and mm. suddenly you couldn't tell if they were delivering a line genuinely or they were scheming yes. to steal Christmas forever. <laughs> um, and then the 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 eyes the eyes in in uh. in, in their in their heads were seemed to be the focal point mm. or the, the pivot well, of an entire face and the expressions just shifted <laughs> around them it was it was magical it's very clear they're using sort of overlays um mm. which is a, it's a standard thing you lay over cells on top of each other and then you only have to change one layer right. in order to make the shot different but the eyes were so definitely on a different cell than the rest of it that it's extraordinary there's there's scenes in which um a character will be ever so slightly shifting around sort of trembling or something and the eyes the rest of their face is moving and their eyes just stay exactly the same and they're slightly more defined or um yeah in focus than the rest of the face and it, it's just a very eerie effect it's haunting yeah which i don't think is the effect they were going for <laughs> for the christmas tree <laughs> for the christmas tree for um flamerian ferreras ferrera Ferreras. um christmas tree yeah it all <laughs> So all all of that just 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 contributed mm. to this faintly mystifying and deeply unsettling experience. Yes, and to come back to the editing for a moment, there would be single shots of hilarious things, such as a room full of very unhappy-looking orphans, <laughs> which is really funny. I think you'll agree. <laughs> um, it would just show it for a frame and then cut away. Santa shows up near the end to resolve all of the untied-up plot threads. And there was a single, very brief shot of his kind, loving face, incredibly, mm. lovingly animated, um, carefully drawn, and looking like a, uh, just a painting of Santa yeah. from a completely different film. And there's a single second of him smiling benevolently before you cut back to the rest <laughs> of the unblinking, shitty orphan yeah. children. And were they, were they talking about Santa at the time? Because he'd arrived. Yes. But I don't remember them directly referencing him. Santa. No. It just cut to him and his intricate face. Yes, which leads me to think that a lot of that was added in post. Because for one thing, I don't think they got the actress playing Mrs. Mavelda back after they decided to tack on a happy ending. It feels like the story originally ended with Mrs. Mavelda struck by lightning. One of the little kids dies, goes over <laughs> a cliff, and it's Mrs. Mavelda's fault because she was negligent. And that's it. And mm. then eventually someone told um, Flamerian Ferreira that that's too dark. That's not a good ending. Consequently, he animated in Santa, uh, Santa Claus showing up, being re- vaguely responsible for the lightning. I think the lightning still happened. I think um, the, cri- the tree basically struck back at Miss Mavelda. Yeah. But they then attributed that to Santa, who shows up with the daughter. And it's decided that Miss Mavelda is actually going to have a happy ending instead of being murdered by lightning, mm. which is why she shows up at the end and from Miss, behind the house, from behind the house somehow. Yeah. And Miss Kindle just approaches her and says, um, "Please come and have a good Christmas with us." And, and without by the saying chin. a word, she just sort of smiles and joins them. Yeah. And the narrator later explains that Mrs. Mavilda, well, Mrs. Mavilda was fine. <laughs> yeah. Which, which which is which is perfect to 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 explain yes after realizing that there's no money for the orphans um from this mustache twirling mrs mavelda the two of the children with the help of uh, licorice the ah oh, licorice the, the local stray dog um who's just happy yeah he's happy and it's 
He looks like the tramp from Lady And. Yeah. And it's, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, he just smiles yeah. throughout the whole thing. This massive, goofy He's... smile, no matter what's happening. Got a lot of smiles for the Christmas kids. <laughs> and they so they decide to travel to the yeah. North Pole from... I don't know where this film's set. No, um, they have American accents. It could be, it, it could be Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. yeah, but it's very um, mild in the summer. Yeah, the movie takes place over the course of nine months, just about. In it really does. It's it's like yeah. a Mike Lee film or something. <laughs> um, but they go, so they go off to the North Pole to look for Santa. Mm. They're chased by a fucking bear. Yes. Um, who who sprints after them? Yeah. Um, on on their sled, like they they get to the edge of a cliff, and Licorice throws himself down like a derby horse. Yeah, and uh, and is just slumped in the snow. And as the bear goes to murder the two children, the the dog is up and and bravely fighting the bear, where he's repeatedly yeah. smashed by his massive paws. Yes, and then um the the girl accidentally Slips. on purpose falls over the cliff. Yes, um she 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 just disappears and then she's down. Yes, with the side a comedy sound effect. There's yeah. a quick whistle sound. <laughs> yeah. and she just falls down yeah. the cliff. The whole scene is very frightening and is completely undercut by comedy sound effects, mm. which again I feel like were added in yeah. post production in order to make the film less dark. <laughs> Like the boing that that uh, that accompanies the dog being struck by a bear, being struck by a bear, boing. flying off into the fucking distance. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> yeah, and so so the girl falls off the cliff, as does the bear. You don't see either of them hit the ground though, which is always a sure sure like, yeah. fire way of knowing that they're going to return. We didn't see the bear. The bear didn't leap out of a body bag. <laughs> yes, uh, that would have uh, been great if at the very last moment the bear shows up and also joins in with the Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking of Die Hard style, the German, oh, okay. the, the German coming back to life. <laughs> Miss Mavelda just pulls a fucking yeah. gun out and shoots the bear. She <laughs> shot a kid. <laughs> shot a kid. That's um, why she's such a dick. Why don't you explain all this to me, Mrs. Kindle? Well, Mrs. Hopewell is this pine tree, a tree that has become important for the children. You know, Mr. Mayor, the children felt very lonely without a grown-up around to give them love and guide them through their difficult times. That's why they created an imaginary friend, making the tree Mrs. Hopewell someone they could talk to, someone who was always there to listen. When the children discovered that Mrs. Mavilla was going to cut down their friend, why, they had to think of something. Mrs. Hopewell is everything to them, their playground, their companion. And, oh, the mother was, the mother was sent away mm-hmm. to, on, on, a, on a, a ruse. Yeah, um, to try and get her arrested, but that didn't. That fell through because of an accident on the yes, road. Yes, like a horrifying-looking yeah. car crash. And the policeman, and she was like, "Oh, officer, I just, I've got to get through." Well, you can't. Goodbye, Merry Christmas, and that's she, it. She, she reverses. She and, does a one eighty and yeah, and <laughs> speeds into the distance. Yeah, she reverses at sixty miles an hour, <laughs> and then and, and then and break turn. But then she 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 comes back, and th- th- one thing leads to another, and Mrs. Mavelda decides to cut down uh, the Christmas tree outside. Mrs. Hopewell. Yes, the Christmas tree, aka Mrs. Hopewell. So when the children are telling the mayor that Miss Mavelda wants to cut down Mrs. Hopewell with a chainsaw, that's fine. Nobody, nobody asks asks anything about yes, that. The town very quickly assembles around this scene, yeah. and none of them know about this Mrs. Hopewell mm. thing. And so um, the mayor just happens upon Mrs. Mavelda wielding a fucking chainsaw, yeah. coming after the Miss Kendall. Mrs. Kendall and the um, I feel like we've been interchanging Ms. and Mrs. and Ms. throughout this entire yeah. thing, but that's the ladies. Kim, the Kim ladies. Nilland, we should just be Mavelda. saying Ms. because really yeah. it, it has no impact 
on the plot whether or not any of them are married, especially Ms. Kendall, mm, whose husband is a, a nothing man, yeah. a spectre. I'd better go now. I will say something that I I, I really like and uh, mm. I can get a bit old manish about is the, the the hand animation. Yeah. The feel of hand animation. Yes. Um, even when it's disastrous. Yeah, even, even when it's disastrous. Um, compare this to um, Food Fight or something, oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that, which is not only a terrible film, but it looks completely soulless. Whereas this it still has that warmth. It has like a VHS style yeah. warmth where where I could be I could be twelve years old again and watching oh. it at two in the morning in bed. <laughs> um, right, I'll try right. and get the tracking right. Right before Brothers Quay film comes on the television. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. And, and there's no tonally. It's not even a disparity. It's fine. It just blends yeah. into the other. <clears throat> yeah, and e- even though it was a you know a film with flaws, it reminded me. Um, I think it's a flaw with some film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's reminiscent of the old Disney films that that we know and love. Here's something I liked about uh, A Christmas Tree. Mm. Um, there is a sequence in which Miss Kendall is doing all of the chores that she needs to do. And um, she has to clean dishes and uh, clothes and such. And there are bubbles flying up from what she's doing and sort of twinkling around her. And it was very Cinderella. Yes, I actually I actually made a note of that, I think. Mm. Um it did. It did remind me of Cinderella a yeah. lot. There are um, there are a, cu- a couple of moments like that where I um, I was reminded of of Disney films that celebrated wholesomeness and <laughs> and, th- and things like that. Where at was, all costs, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a, du- a dutiful daughter who did the chores is yes. is is worth is worth a thousand sexy princes. And, <laughs> yeah, and is yeah sort of conservative values of um, oh well she. She didn't cause any trouble. Yeah. Eventually, the world rewarded her for doing that. Yeah. And she was white. Yeah, which is important. So, which really helps. Mm. Yeah, so there were, there were, there was a nice, what's, what's the word? Like a cosy feel to it, a cosy, yeah. nostalgic glow, which helped it, you know, it made it slightly more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was very enjoyable. Mm. Uh, let it not be said that it was boring. It was, it was definitely an enjoyable experience. What it reminded me of was something like Samurai Cop, which is something I thought so. where a someone who hasn't got much experience of filmmaking and is maybe not, not to get too cliched here, but not a native to the culture that created the thing that they enjoyed. So let's say Mr. Ferreira was in Spain or Portugal and grew up watching Christmassy style films. Mm. And decided he wanted to make one of his own, and sort of came to America, hired the people he needed to hire to do that, but didn't quite understand the filmmaking process or why mm-hmm. those narratives really work. Yeah. Um, and as a result, sort of scrambled together this um, very confusing and somewhat awkwardly made masterpiece of Christmas cheer. <laughs> ab- ab- above all else, for me, it's not an offensive film i don't know i don't like ban i don't like using the word offensive because it's subjective um yeah. I th- a, a better a better word for it is Cynical. it's not a mean-spirited film yeah you know there are there are there are bad films 
that are, are bad because it's like samurai cop or like a Christmas yeah. tree where it's been done. Somebody really wanted to make a film. Somebody really wanted to make this film. <laughs> Somebody was driven. Yeah. Somebody woke up in the morning and thought, time to work on the film again. Yeah. I've and they a... did that several days in a row. One little aside, sorry, is that, again, it feels like the ending narration was intended to resolve a whole bunch of plot points that Mr. Ferreira only noticed in yeah. like, the <laughs> last edit after all the voice actors oh, had gone fuck. home. Yeah. So at one point when Miss um, Kindle says, uh, oh, I, I, w- I want to take care of the orphanage now. And her husband says, you're not going to have time to look after the orphanage because you're going to have nine kids to look after. <laughs> uh, okay. In the orphanage? No, no, we're going to adopt them. Oh, okay. And immediately in my head is like, what happens when there's more orphans? There'll be more orphans. Somehow this tiny town has generated nine orphans. So clearly there's a certain amount of lack of parental responsibility or high mortality rate amongst mm. the young people in this town. Well, in the Eastern Bloc, post-1945. <laughs> and all the, vic- all the sort of victims of the purges are sort yeah. of swarming into these orphanage orphanages. Um, yeah, the pogroms. Um as a result, the narrator then quickly comes in at the end and says, and so Mr. and Mrs. Kindle ran the orphanage together. And it's like, oh, so they did or- yeah. run the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. And they took in all the orphans mm. that inevitably streamed into this tiny town. Because, yeah, because I thought that was just wonderfully pragmatic of the father. <laughs> to be like, fuck the orphanage, we'll just adopt the children. Yeah, we don't need obviously. state money yeah. <laughs> to pay for these kids' upbringing. I'm, I have unspecified yeah. job in town. I'm a business guy. <laughs> I do a business. For nine months at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do a business at the orphanage. He's got a whole, he's got several other families going on, that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the most elusive character in this. Is is if if the film would have gone on for longer, would it have been like a like a Flintstone style, two parties at the same time? I've got a I've got to switch costumes on on the way from one to the other, <laughs> and the next time he comes in of uh, uh, from left screen with no warning whatsoever, Ray. he's suddenly wearing a chicken hat. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, he's dressed up like uh, Mickey Rooney. In it Breakfast would be like Tiffins. that, except just way more boring. I better go now. <laughs> <laughs> to an eyes wide shut orgy. <laughs> then in the middle of the orgy. I better go now. <laughs> it just goes back to his family. Uh, um, yeah. Any other stray good things that you liked about the Christmas tree? The Hans Zimmer soundtrack. <laughs> just Surprising. Incredible. Yeah. But yeah, wonderful. It was really, it was really moving. Do, 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 do. Bah! <laughs> I, um, again, enjoyed some of the truly horrifying expressions that appeared on characters' faces. Um, <laughs> yeah. Particularly, there was a scene in which the little girl overhears Miss Mavelda's plan to um, get uh, Ms. Kindle in trouble and uh, has an expression of pure horror on her face all of a sudden, which looks as though she's just seen into the Lovecraftian abyss and is seeing through time and into... <laughs> civilizations past uh. as they fall into the ocean yeah um that, that was the most that i've laughed in a long time <laughs> um because it just kept on going yeah um she stood there with that expression of pure terror it was somebody who was facing the void for the first and only time <laughs> but um there were other characters who did that um i think there was there was one moment when the children were form- formulating their plan to go and find santa claus yeah like idiots yeah and um as they were talking the mouth the mouth of one of the children just hung agape yes like a drawbridge yeah and then 
it stayed that way for about 15 seconds. Yes. I said to you earlier, it was like the, the close-ups that you got in Ren and Stimpy when suddenly mm. the face would be so detailed, it was gruesome. Yeah. Was disgusting. <laughs> uh, made me feel physically sick. And there was something really um, singularly disturbing about the image that mm. I really wasn't prepared for, uh, <laughs> least of all because we're watching a film called A Christmas Tree. Yes. Um, it was more, more unset- unsettling than not. Um <laughs> And that the, smiling, benevolent Santa. Yeah, and the I more hope, I think about it, it feels like that was uh, Mr. Ferreira's uh, aim. I, I laughed a lot at this film. Um, it's, yeah. It is, I think, enjoyably bad. There's a period near the halfway mark where I did get bored, mm. but luckily, I think the director anticipated that by completely changing up the entire story. After a very long, tedious scene in which the children discuss not one plan, but two and this again leads me to wonder about post-production, re-editing, and reshoots, because the children come up with a perfectly legit plan to get them lost. And that's what the director needs to do here, is get these kids lost. And they come up with a plan. Kids, you're new here, you know where the mayor's house is, so go to the mayor's house and tell him what's happening. Okay. That, that's that's a perfectly reasonable plan for the kids to come to, and it's a perfectly reasonable reason for why Miss uh, Kindle's kids would go and do it. Somehow... In the ten-minute-long conversation that they have, that plan gets abandoned, and a new plan is developed to go to the North Pole. The only thing that that accomplishes is that it makes it Miss Kindle's fault that the kids get lost, and not Miss Mavelda's. Mm. Because if they're going to the mayor, it's because Miss Mavelda's a dick who's trying to ruin their lives. If they're trying to get to the North Pole, it's because uh, Miss Mavelda's a dick and they're trying to escape, but also because Miss Kindle filled their heads with this idea mm. that the North Pole was a place they could get to. Yeah. And to be fair, they do get as far as seeing a sign to the North Pole. They do see a sign to the North Pole. So they got close. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the little girl is eventually picked up by Santa. Yeah. So he was cruising nearby. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it fueled a lot of my favourite shows, uh, like The Simpsons, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. When you say fueled, By, by, by fueled, I mean um, it was fodder. The, the narration at the end uh, is reminiscent of the um, the Lord of the Flies episode of The Simpsons where that ends with, and the children were saved by, oh, let's just say Mo. Yeah. and <laughs> In which the narrator does all yeah. the narrative lifting at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Richard Ayoade or the writers of The Simpsons, uh, you know, have seen A Christmas Tree. I'm almost certain they've seen Samurai Cop <laughs> and think things like that. And there's a whole culture of uh, cinema of this kind, mm. which is full of unintentional sight gags, yeah. full of poorly delivered dialogue and just crazy directorial decisions. Yes. And 10, 15 years down the line, it's created all these amazing episodes and, and, mm. and, and parodies that, you know, really have made me happy time and time again. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing funnier than when you get the impression of what the creator is trying to do and just know that they have failed in doing so. So when a shot is put into something and you you can tell that this is meant to be charming or endearing and it just isn't, it's very comical. And I really enjoyed watching this film because it is very funny to watch these various attempts to make us feel traditional Christmassy things, um, so many of which are just very poorly handled. Um... So yeah, I would recommend A Christmas Tree. It's only 40 minutes long, um, a very short film, um, and it's just wonderfully, not quite consistently entertaining. There are dry spells, but I think there's enough good in there to get you through it. 
um, as a so bad it's good Christmas film. Um, I think I've I've come away from this feeling fairly positive and wholesome. I feel like I've just eaten a nourishing meal (laughs) rather than just 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 being assaulted by badness. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yes, because you you very rarely take nourishment. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased to hear that you finally so gaunt, (laughs) so hungry. (laughs) No. Well, let's get you back in your cellar. Thank you very much for listening to One Good Thing. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's f- forward slash OGT pod. You can find us on Twitter at OGT pod. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to see more of my work, please check out Nerds Get Bored um, at WordPress. If you want to check out my work, I'm at Life Worth Living, which is L-I-W-O-L-I dot WordPress dot com. If you have any suggestions or recommendations for us on our Twitter page, please get in touch. We're always looking for, for new challenges. We're looking for a film. We're trying to find the one film that has no good thing about it, the truly worthless film, because we suspect it does not exist. So if you feel like it does, please get in touch. Please, on various social media platforms, like, share, subscribe. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And the one good thing about the Christmas tree is the look of pure horror on a little orphan girl's face.